Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. I'm MKT. What a time to be alive. Chelsea have lost again. Do you know what, eh? I wish, I wish I'd been born enjoying, like, making pastries, you know? Make my life so much easier. If I was just a guy who just loved pastries, making them, baking them, schmaking them. Don't think that last one's a word, schmaking my life would be so much easier why did i have to support football why, why did I, why am i letting 11 millionaires or 22 millionaires or whatever it is determine the the temperature of my of my mood of my internal being of the or as they say if you want to be the douchebag guy why am i letting these millionaires in a country I don't even live in anymore, determine the weather of my consciousness. That's douchebag stuff. The weather of my consciousness. That, that's, that's next level. Like Oxford talk. Why? Why can't... Why couldn't I just be a shoemaker? You know what I mean? Chelsea are terrible. Oh, my goodness. And I'm at that first... In the, in the, you know, shout out to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I'm at the first stage and it's acceptance now. Like, bad. Bad, bad. Bad. I'm really bad. Everton, huh? 2-0. Credible. Anyway, Everton, playing well. Playing well. I am... I'm not feeling great. And I'm one of these guys, right? Is If my football team's not doing well, I'm, I'm miserable. Miserable for that day. I am. I am. Um, football is the most important thing in my life, I have to be honest. Which is a pretty sweet life to live, you know? Like, people have real problems. Like children and dogs. Although dogs, dogs, pets. No, no, no. Pets are something you've chosen to bring into your life. It's it's about as big a problem as football, you know. You can choose a pet as much as you can choose your football team. It's not like children, you know. Children have a contributing factor of, oh, my partner and I are financially planning for it. Hopefully, if you're not a moron. Some people slip. Listen, morons may be a bit harsh because sometimes you slip one past the keeper. It's going to happen. You know, sometimes you hit a worldie from 30 yards and the keeper just doesn't get there. You know what I mean? So morons a bit strong. People have kids. Okay. But it still takes two to tango and you really got to tango. Tango in this case is sex. Um, and there's a lot that happens to have a baby. A dog. Meh. You know, I love dogs. But it's about as it's about as much of a choice as a football club. Either way, life would have been easier, you know. Or if I just researched the effect of cockroaches on children in Monrovia, like my life would be so much simpler, you know. It'd just be safe. It'd be nine to six or whatever. To work in a lab, go home, eat a crappy prepared meal, and then my life could go on. But this. Bloody football thing. It's a it's real life drama here. Shout out to Everton. If you're an Arsenal fan, you know how I'm feeling. If you're a Man United fan, well, well, well. All right, we're going to talk. I'm going to tell you today what I think Ten Hag and Man United's biggest issue. So we kind of spoken about it over the last few episodes. But I'll tell you what I think their biggest issue is. And then I'll tell you, obviously, I'll start off with where I was right, I was wrong. Um, if, you, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, that's just where I make calls. Because we're living out here, and when I'm right, I'll tell you. When I'm wrong, I'll tell you. You know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So I got a question. Somebody, I'll, I'll start off with this, and then I'll I'll finish off with just some sports talk. I'll try and keep it short today. There, there's a lot of mixed reviews, by the way. 
people say, can't you do longer? Like, I'm like, I already do an hour sometimes. People say, yeah, can't you do? The one lady slid in the DMs says, can you do 90 minutes an episode? I'm like, what are we talking about here? And then some people take like 45 minutes of the cap. I'm like, 90 minutes? What are, what are we doing? Do you know how long 90 minutes is? It's a football game. It's very long. It's very long. I think between 45 minutes and an hour solid stuff for this format. For now. Bum, bum, bum. What does he mean? Stay tuned. For now. That, that lady and the 30-minute people might get their wish soon. I'll leave it at that. People are, people are working now hard on my behalf, by the way. That's a very good feeling. I'll tell you right now. There are people. I'm working with people now. Smart people. Smarter than me. They're working on my behalf. And thanks to people like you, people know who I am now that I didn't think knew who I was. Didn't help that I was, or, or it didn't hurt that I was the pundit for the Rugby World Cup final. No big deal. I don't want to make a thing of it. I was, though. And Obviously, I was wearing an Italian tailored suit. And that is going to have an effect. It's not just a suit. It was a tailored Italian suit. Go and look it up. La Rugby. That's literally L-E space rugby. World Cup final. Me. Leo McGuinness. Yeah. Jean, Jean-Emile Jaminet. Those are people. Uh, well, I'm me. I, I'm of those three people that I just said. I'm me. I'm one of them. One of the triumphant. The triumvirate. Made famous in Rome way back in the day when Julius Caesar was before he got stabbed. Oh, you too. Is that you, Brutus, my son? Said Caesar as he died. As he died because he got stabbed. Wasn't the real Brutus. It was Brutus' son. Allegedly, according to Shakespeare and the story. Brutus' son stabbed him. As one of the people, obviously in the parliament. Stabbed him right in the stomach. Good old Julius. Good old Julius. Not uh, not Julius Malema. Calm down, guys. It's Julius Caesar, the Emperor of Rome. Veni Vidi Vici, he said. Like Everton. Say, we. I came, I saw, I conquered. Veni Vidi Vici. Shout out to the Romans. Um, not doing well now. The Colosseum's collapsing. Um, what else are the Romans doing? Numerals? They do numerals? Hmm... But all they do. Rome's old. It's sinking. Rome is sinking. And I don't mean like the Germans would say when they're trying to tell you they're thinking. I mean, sinking like the Titanic. It's not too soon. It's not too soon. When was the Titanic? 1913. Or whenever that was. Is it 1913? I mean, it's not too soon. It's not too soon. By the way, I worked with James Cameron for three months at Cape Town Studios. It's pretty cool. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's pretty funny. He, he, people say he's intense. And the way he got one of his movies made, he trapped one of the... Well, that's the rumor. I, I mean, let me not talk about rumors. Anyway, pretty intense dude from everything I read. Worked with him for three months as basically the guy getting coffee for him. Pretty funny guy. Pretty funny guy. Pretty good dude. Titanic. That's the connection to James Cameron. For you savages who don't know. Haven't seen the new Avatar. If you've seen it, Slide in the DMs. MKT inspires. What do we think? What do we think? Should I watch it? I did promise myself I'd go and watch the big screen, but I don't really like movies, hey? I, something happened. You, you, you know my problems. Let me tell you my problems. I don't like anything when it goes too commercial, I, I, which is ridiculous because I watch the most commercial thing in the world, football. But football's real, you know? Like football is real life drama. I just, I can't do it when it's like Leonardo DiCaprio, you know? Like, then I know you're trying to push it on me. He's not a real thespian, like Leonardo DiCaprio and those guys, you know? So, I'm not good at movies. I'm not good at series either. You, you, you know what I haven't done in a long time is read a novel. Either. I only read, like, biology stuff, genetic stuff, neuroscience stuff, and then football. And then I do, I read some other stuff as well. But it's mostly in and around, you know. So I wonder if my brain's dying. Is my brain dying? Am I, am I dying? Wait a minute. Am I having an existential crisis on this podcast? What's happened to me? In the words of Mr. Garrison, where's my country gone? Where's my brain gone? Am I dying? 
Like, I don't watch movies, man. Should I watch Avatar? I'm not going to watch Napoleon, by the way. If you don't listen to the podcast, I know a lot. In my mind, I know a lot about history superficially. I mean, I'm not a history professor, but I read a lot. I've read and read a lot about history. Napoleon looks crap. It really looks crap. When they go big with that kind of thing, just the payoff line of he started off with nothing. What are we talking about? His dad was the mayor of Corsica. I mean, he wasn't high royalty, but he was fine. He was, he was, he's like more like middle class. Started off with nothing. Uh, but it's, it's Joaquin Phoenix, I think it is, him. Hey? He's pretty good. What's Napoleon like? You've seen it. Should I watch more movies? Am I doing the right thing? I just can't stand. Yeah. I don't know. But you got to watch stuff. Otherwise, we become our parents. You know what I mean? I'm scared to become. Like, my parents, like, oh, everything was better back in my day. It's a nice thing about football, you know. I can just watch the new guys. It's like, they present them to me. I don't have to, ugh. I can't go and sit for three hours. Do people still go on dates to movies? I was just talking to someone the other day. I went out to someone. And I was saying to her, I've never really been on a date. Even when I met both of my girlfriends, it was circumstantial. The one time, the first time I met her, we were at a ski resort, okay? She came from a different country to work at a ski resort in South Africa, and then we were, we we circled around, or I circled around it and mucked about, and eventually she became my girlfriend. Actually, that was after the ski resort, but anyway, that's where we met. And then the other one I met on a trip with my mum at the Large Hedron Collider, believe it or not. Real story. And it wasn't like, oh, we're dating. It was just, oh, we've met. I like you. Well, I like, both times, I'll be honest. I like what you look like. <laughs> and then it just so happened they're both fantastic humans. So I don't really, what do people do for dates? I don't date. I've, I've, never, I've never been, I have to be honest, I've never been on a date in my whole life. I was just thinking about it that night. I was sitting with someone. We were talking. She was telling me stuff. I was telling her stuff. And I just, I realized in the moment when we were talking about human dynamics, I said, oh, I've never actually been on a date. Uh, one date I've never understood. Why do people go to movies? W- w- what are we doing there? I can't talk to you. What, do I like your, do I like the way your eyes wobble as you watch Judy Dench on a, at the IMAX? What am I learning about you in a movie theater? I, I think that is, an egregious waste of time. That is such a waste of time. Here's my here's my dream thing. Oh, okay. We kind of like both. We, I think you're good looking. You don't think I'm disgusting looking. I come to your house. You come to my house. We have a meal. And now we're in an intimate space. Why don't people just do that? Why does it have to be in public? Why, why do I need to take you to an outrageous restaurant? You know? In, in order to date you. Or, and please tell me, slide in the DMs, why do people go on public dates? I do not understand it for the life of me. For the love of God. For the love of Christ. For all that is holy. Why don't people just invite each other into their intimate spaces straight away? Because I'm very much on the front foot in that space. I, I'll be honest. I am superficial. like the way you look. The conversation went well. Let's let's meet in a space where it's just us. Cause I'm also very private about that stuff, you know. Like I don't like to date the internet. So maybe I'm weird. It's been a long time though that I've been in a, in a relationship. So maybe I don't know what's going on. Good movies. Slide in the DMs. I've got. To, I, I'm gonna have some time in the next two weeks. I think work will slow down. Maybe. Maybe not in the next week or so. Although my work doesn't slow down because I've got to watch football. You know, it's part of my job now. And more stuff is coming. But what should I watch? Is anything good out? Let me know. Have you seen Napoleon? Let let me know about Napoleon because I love history. I would love to watch that. Is it any good? Or have they taken... Is it three hours as well? Why do movies have to be three hours? Do I sound like whingy old guy? This is why I love... What's the Keanu Reeves movie? 
John Wick. 90 minutes. Start, oh my God, you killed my wife and my dog. Shoot you in the face. And then credits. Also, I don't know if I've discussed this on the podcast. Stop putting women in action films. And this is, I'm not going Joey Barton. I'm like, if you're going to, if it's Joan of Arc, just make it a, a female cast and she must just shoot people or, or stab people for 90 minutes. But I hate nothing more than putting a guy and then there has to be a love story. Why, why do I need her in the thing? I don't need it. Slight reference to a lost lover and then guns and then credits and then a bad guy with her. Just do what Hollywood does better than anyone. Little bit of xenophobia so the guy the guy or the girl the villain should always be german or russian you know what i mean they're always up to something then you have to kill five of them usually it's their drug addict stepson as the second last boss and then you kill the boss and then credits what's happened to that action film why does everything need to be a love story and complex now like why why can't can dudes not just have something to watch like I just want to watch dudes shooting outrageous guns with bad GFX. Is that asking too much? Do I sound like my parents? You know what I mean? Everything was better back in my day. Where do people go for dates? Just asking for a friend. It's not for me. Not, not, not right now, anyway. Because some people like that as well. Or slide in the DMs. You people out there, I, I get lots of messages. People who want to date, trust me, I have DMs that I don't, I do not reply to those, to those, any here. That's not the point. It's probably best if ladies answer this to the like five women who listen to the, to this football podcast. Why do people date in public? Why can't I just say, I like you, you like me, I'm I'm not you gambling on me not being a murderer. Come to my house. I'll I'll come to your house. And then we're in an intimate space. And now we can just be ourselves because nobody's themselves in public. It's one thing I don't like as well. Just be yourself. Like I'm a bit of a I'm I'm a bit vinchat in that sense. Is I like to think I'm always myself. Although everybody says that we all attenuate our behavior, right? So that we're reflecting what society wants to see. But I'm quite front footish about who I am 95% of the time. Maybe that's why. I guess a fair response at this time is maybe that's why you're not dating. <laughs> to which I'd say touche. To which I would say touche. What a time to be alive. Got to tell you, 2023, what a year. What a year for me, Ham. What a year. I know two weeks ago, somebody sent me an awesome email. She said uh, she was going through some stuff this year. Not going to read it. But the podcast always makes her laugh. So shout out to her. And she said, keep doing it kind of thing. But a a, a very long email. I I, I did read it. I I did read it, but I'm not going to. She mentioned some stuff with her mom. Some stuff going on. But she said whenever she sees a new episode of the podcast coming out, she's not a football fan, but she likes to have a laugh. And she says it's funny. So even if I'm not good, at least somebody in the world thinks I'm funny. At least somebody in the world thinks I'm funny. But 2023, what a year. i got to tell you, the best year of my life across the board. Um, it's been incredible. And then bringing the podcast back, I wasn't sure whether it was the right move to do. Should I go straight to working for the big commercial sports brand in Africa? It was an option after I left the the marketing agency I was at. And then I decided, nah. And it's just been hysterical. It's been hysterical. So what a year, man. What a year. I can't believe it. And next year is just shaping up to be even better. And I've had an incredible year with my family. The most important thing second to football is my family you know so that's been awesome everyone's stepping into line which has been nice got spent some time it hasn't really come up on the podcast but i was in france for three weeks spent some time with my sister she's great she's the best she's my hero younger sister four years younger than i am when people meet us though because she's 
she's a very serious person. She's an actuary and a statistician. And she did her master's in political, something political. I don't know, policy, international policy, I think. Something like that. I never know. Anyway, she studied there and lives in Paris now. So it's been an amazing year. And to everyone listening to this podcast, I would say 90% of it is because everyone here listened to it. And whoever listens to the podcast, by the way, it makes a big difference because I can show my numbers and organic audience growth to people. And they're like, hmm, interesting. So it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And 2024, I want to I work on bringing people more value. You, like you guys that listen to the podcast, I want to bring more more value. Uh, we'll we'll definitely head back into video next year. Like uh, that that much I can tell you. They'll definitely be back to video, more of a three sixty feel to the podcast because it's gone well at this scale. And now I'm working, as I said, with some people who who want to help me, which is incredible and will be good for you. Trust me, it will be good for you the listener. I want to be so, I want to get so much on the front foot next year that if people love me, it's going to be the best year of your life as a consumer. If you hate me, you're going to get, you're going to be sick next year. Some of the plans we've got already that are going to happen, people are going to be throwing up in their mouths. I'm going to be doing so much next year already planned. And we haven't even really started to add the real stuff we want to do already planned. Let me just say, if you live in Germany, or you live in Paris, I will see you next European summer, guaranteed. Two months, I'll be in Europe. That's going to happen. Look out. That is going to be incredible. For us to announce what's going on there is going to be, it's going to be sick, bro. That's what the youth say. It's going to be sick, dog. All right, let's get to the show. Um, I'm going to start off with where I was right, where I was wrong, and then we'll get into some Chelsea and some United talk from the weekend, both clubs losing MKT at the MKT show. Otherwise, MKT inspires. If you want to slide in the DMs, what are you doing this December? Who are you doing it with? When are you doing it? You know, somebody slid in the DMs a couple of weeks ago. I said, I just broke up with my boyfriend. She said, I said, okay, I'm not sure why you're telling me. I didn't say that. I actually didn't reply to it, but she said, uh, I did get, I think I was talking about the revenge body. She may have seen a, an Instagram post of mine where I put a Strava thing to say no point in getting a revenge body and then blocking your ex or something. She said, I did get my revenge body, broke up with my boyfriend this year. And uh, yeah, she, there was, she kind of explained the complexities. He cheated on her, but she's got a revenge body and she's going to live her best life. She says she's going to Cape Town. In December, Oof. Cape Town. Staying away from it. It's the devil's playground in December. If if you if you're looking for trouble, go to Cape Town, and, and I mean trouble in a good way. Cape Town's the spot to be. I'd say fifteenth to twenty third. You want to get out of there for Christmas and New Year, unless you're looking. I mean, if you really want to take it to Volume Eleven, you want to be in Cape Town for New Year's. There, there's nothing like it. Certainly, certainly in the Southern Hemisphere, I would argue it's. It's right up there. It's right up there. Cost, bang for your buck. It's the best in the world. Cape Town's unbelievable. So she's headed there. So shout out to her. What are you guys doing for December? Would love to know. Slide in the DMs. MKT inspires. Who are you doing for December? <laughs> are, you setting, are you setting up a roster? You know, smart move. People change their minds. Guys, girls change their minds. You're going to, here's the thing. You're going to need two or three, guys. Let's be grown-ups about this. If you're doing single ready to mingle and you're banking on one person, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing yourself a disservice, let's face it. Because you know what happens is your number one plan, let's say you go to Cape Town. Let's just use Cape Town as an example. You go to Cape Town. They go to Cape Town. They get there three days before you. They meet Sven from Stockholm. Before you get there, and then you get there, she's now all all up all up in his junk, and now you're you're nothing worse than being sad guy who's third wheel, and it's clear what's happening by the time you get there. You don't want to be that guy. 
So you, you've got to organize. In order to win the season, you've got to have a squad. You know what I mean? People get injured. So you've got to, you've got to make sure on that front. Because nothing worse than a, a guy complaining, you know? Oh, bro, can't believe what happened. I thought, but she said, oh, my goodness, mate. He said, she said, guys, it's December now. We don't have time for that. There's no time. There's no time. Because now we've got to get cracking. You should have been setting that stuff up October, November, and now it's time to play in the World Cup final. You, you can't still be picking your, your left back. You should know your squad. You should know who's good under pressure. It's time to execute now. It's time to get on the field and deliver the goods. You know what I mean? So it's time to be Travis Head. It's the World Cup final here. It's the ICC Championship final. Can you deliver? Cometh the hour. Cometh the man. Or woman. Or woman. All right. Where I was right, where I was wrong. Okay, let's get into this. If you are listening again for the first time, where I was right is I make calls. Where I was right, I'll say I was right. Where I was wrong. Because a lot of people are saying, I'm not saying this. I'm just relaying a message. People are saying, the second coming of Allah. I'm like, oh my goodness, guys, that's so blasphemous. I'm not even religious. Why would you say that? I don't even, I've never even ridden a horse. I think, I think Allah had a horse in the, in the book, the Quran. Anyway, not, not the point. I'm, uh, not, the, the, Allah's not the point of this. I mean, am I the second coming? Probably not. Probably not, you know? Am I the second coming of Jesus Christ? Possibly. It's, it's not impossible if I am him and he is me according to the storybook. Bestseller, by the way, King James Version. Still undefeated, 2,000 years. I mean, they couldn't write back then, but they seem to have been able to make it a book. Or whatever. Again, not the point. I think I'm getting off the point. No, I'm not the second coming of those religious figures. I'm just a man. I put my pants on one leg at a time. But what I will do is tell you the truth. Right and wrong. Where I was right. Um, Reese James is too injury prone to be the captain. Here's the thing. 24 minutes against Everton. Hamstring. He's got his hands in his face. Or his face in his hands. And he's crying again because he's injured again. Listen. I've told you before. The greatest uh, ability is availability. He's never available. He shouldn't have been made captain. I told you at the beginning of the season when they did that. It was a mistake. Reese James. He is what he is now. And here's the problem with guys like Reese James. Injured young is injured old. It's over for East James. This is what he is now. He's not unlucky. He is injury prone. Tell you his problem. He's got the Luke Shaw problem. He's going to have to sort out his physique. That may not be the problem. It may be just a tissue issue. But the fact that he's constantly... He's one of those guys, if he eats a grape, his drawstrings won't close on his pants. He needs to sort out his physique. He's 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 drowned. He's got a round physique. He's got the Wayne Rooney physique. He needs to get a trainer. And it's not a body shame thing, but but at that level, you should be in impeccable shape. And he's not. He's round. He's he's a a BBW. I've always said BBW wingback. It's a problem. I told you this before, Reese James, where I was wrong. Mo Salah, I used to say he was a one-season wonder after the first season at Liverpool. He's, He's unbelievable. 150 goals. Arguably, I'd, I'd still say Drogba, but arguably the greatest African to ever play in the Premier League. He gets to 150 goals. Incredible. Just absolutely incredible what Mo Salah has done. The one thing that knocks him is he doesn't win enough titles. And if you're great, you must take your teams there. He's got one title in whatever, however many years. Uh, but I was wrong. Mo Salah, an absolute Premier League Liverpool African legend, has now elevated himself to 150 Premier League goals. He's not a one-season wonder. I was wrong there. Where I was right, Arsenal can't win the league with Nketia and bloody Gabriel Jesus as their striker. You can't do it. They lost 1-0 again this weekend and they had so many chances. Oh my goodness. But I told you, you need a Haaland, you need a Shearer, you need a Drogba, you need an Aguero. You need you need these guys because it's not for when things are going well. You need a De Bruyne. You, you, they don't have a midfielder who's going to get them 20 goals. I love Bukayo Saka. He can't get you 20 goals. He's not Mo Salah. He's not there yet, anyway. Martinelli's not going to get you 15 goals and 10 assists. He just isn't that guy yet. Now what? 
Odegaard can't get me 15-10 every season. He did it for one season, but okay. Now, second season. Now you have to deliver, my man. The greatest killer in the world is expectation. Now we expect Odegaard to get 15-10. and 10. This is where Lampard, this is where Gerard, this is where De Bruyne and these guys separated themselves, right? They did it season after season after season. Arsenal aren't winning the league. You, you saw this weekend. Don't have a finisher. Terrible. Uh, where I was wrong, Una Emre. Legit top six manager. When he, when he came in at, at uh, Aston Villa, I thought, mm, you know, it's cute, new manager bounce. Plus now he's got he's getting better players. Kamara, these guys, Tielemans, they're top tier players. These guys are going to have bigger demands. It needs a bigger manager. It doesn't. They are flying. They are flying. 15 on the bounce at Villa Park. Absolutely incredible. They've gotten better since they sold Grealish. What a club, what a way it's run, well-resourced, a manager, it's settled, it's not noisy. They are really, really settled. It's clear who the boss is, and the recruitment is top tier, and they've got deep pockets. I mean, they are the fourth richest club in the league. By the way, both their owners, separate billionaires, proper money, and stay out the way. I was wrong. Una Emre, legit top six, where I was right. Son Heung-min should be at Real Madrid, you guys. Son Heung-min. Do you know what? It makes me so sick how he's wasted his career. It actually makes me so sick. I was talking to someone the other day. I said to them, you know what's terrible? Good things don't always happen to good people. And if anything, you've got to be a little bit of an a-hole to actually get things to happen for you because you've got to push. Sometimes, most times, good things don't happen to good people. Son Heung-min is the dream. Technically brilliant. Work rate's brilliant. He's a captain. He's a leader. He's He's, super, he's emotionally mature enough to handle the load of leadership. Most people are not. He's everything you want. He's handsome. He's, you know, he's Tom Holland's friend. So he gets the commercial side of it. He's, he's the face of Samsung. He's the face of Korean sport. And not a blip on his career. And then he's a world-class player. So on top of all of that, on top, not only can I sell Son to every market, he's got a super handsome face, great hair, he's super fashion conscious, you know what I mean? He's likable, he's got a great smile. He's also one of the best players in the whole world. He's a top 10 attacking midfielder in the world and has been for a decade. He's quick, he's strong, he's left foot, he's right foot, he can play, he's world class at left attacking mid, right attacking mid, central midfield, up front. He's got a great shot on him, he's not selfish. He should be at Real Madrid. He's better than Vinicius. Because he'll drop as well. Vinicius won't drop. Considering Vinicius' numbers, you look at Son's output over the last decade. Son is better than Vinicius. I mean, he scored 20, what, 23 goals in the Premier League though one year. Vinicius in a two-team league, three-team maybe, has never sniffed 25. And he, he can walk half the, half the season. I was right. Son Heung-min, again, absolutely brilliant. Two assists and a goal. They demolished Newcastle uh, at the beautiful Tottenham Stadium. And he's at the center of it again. Harry Kane's gone. Boo-hoo. Don't worry about it. Is it too late? I don't think it's too late. End of the season, his agent needs to get him to Real Madrid. Because I don't think Mbappe should go there. Even if Mbappe goes, Rodrigo is not as good as Son Heung-min. Forget it. Everyone would take him. Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, Real Madrid... Bayern Munich. Maybe go to Bayern Munich. Gnabry's washed. I, I don't know what's happened there. They lost 5-1 to Eindrich Frankfurt. Imagine Son and Lewandowski. Oh my goodness. And Kane. Sorry, I forget this. So Kane or Lewandowski. Get to, I don't know about Barcelona. That, that's a shambles. But get yourself to Bayern Munich. Get yourself to Real Madrid. Those are the only two clubs in the world you should be at. Man City have enough. I'd love him at Chelsea, but he ain't, that ain't happening. It's not too late. He's 32. He's fit. He's strong. He's got another three, four years at this level. I was right. Son Heung-min. Where I was wrong, Enzo Fernandez and Caicedo just don't work. Um, you know what? Enzo Fernandez, I have to be very, very clear, has been a disaster. His whole Chelsea tenure has been a disaster. It started off okay, but here's the problem with those players. You know, he, His body language reminds me of Martial and... Kai Hubbard. Those style points kind of for the streets guys who think they can be slick and it's always just done at their pace. He, Enzo Fernandez isn't actually great at anything. He's, he doesn't have a powerful shot. He doesn't have a powerful physique. 
he's quite clever and composed in midfield. But for that type of player, what he needs to do is get it to another guy that's going to make it happen. And unfortunately at Chelsea, Mudrick isn't quite hitting his straps. He's too young. Uh, Cole Palmer is too young. Jackson's a joke. Who else is there? Because I'll tell you what happens. You remember when they won the World Cup with Argentina? People say, yeah, he won the World Cup. Yeah, he had some guy called Lionel Messi. Maybe you've heard of him. I'm not sure what Enzo Fernandez is. Caicedo's not, but not a number six. I'd like to see, because I like Conor Gallagher, but Conor Gallagher isn't making things happen. Conor Gallagher is an old school, poor man's Frank Lampard. Gallagher wants to get in the box, get the ball, dominate midfield, work hard, and then get on the end of things by running beyond the last man. He is not a midfield creator. Caicedo is not a number six. Chelsea are too easy to play through. Caicedo and Enzo have been a cataclysmic disaster. I was wrong. I thought it would work. I'm not sure what Enzo Fernandez is. And for 100 million pounds, that's a lot of money to say about a player. He doesn't do anything world-class. There's nothing about Enzo Fernandez. There's no pace. There's no power. There's no composure. There's no game control. Like with Rodri, I can see, okay, he's he's linking the back line. Between, he, he's that link between the back line and the midfield. And he'll give it what they call rigidity of, of shape. So he, he's always an outlet for the triangles between both sides of the field, right and left. And he protects the back four, right? What does Enzo do? He doesn't protect the back four. He doesn't really have the athleticism to go box to box. He doesn't have a great passing range. What does he do? And Caicedo is in trouble because I think he's not sure where he's meant to play. I'm not sure that this is going to work at all. I'm looking forward to seeing with Lavia, does that fix it? Because Lavia is a genuine number six. Can you move Enzo and Caicedo now to run the from box to box, sort of like Essien and Lampard used to do with Makelele holding it down? That's where I was right. That's where I was wrong. Enzo Fernandez Caicedo is not working at all. I thought it would be magnificent. Love to hear your thoughts. MKT inspires. What are your thoughts? All right, let's move on to Chelsea. I, I want to touch on Chelsea quick. Um, I'm worried. I'm, I'm very worried just from a watching perspective because I've just watched Tottenham demolish Newcastle. I watched Eddie Howe come in at Newcastle and restructure things immediately. I'll tell you what I'm worried about at Chelsea. I'm worried about Pochettino. And I, I'm of the thought that you should give him time to lay a foundation. But what I'm worried about is he's he's coaching for what he wants and not with what he has. And I think that's where Eddie Hearn was brilliant. And I think that's where Ange Postacoglu has been brilliant at Spurs. Is He's adjusted the, the formation to what Spurs have. Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn, uh, Eddie Howe, excuse me, was... He adjusted to the, to the players he had. He played quite a British style early on. He started to play a bit more football now. Now that uh, Guimaraes and Gordon and these technical guys are starting to settle in. You know, uh, you, you can see with Hall and Livramento. Now he can, with Shaw. And, and I mean, you really saw them humming with Botman. Because Botman's a proper Dutch, you, you know, that total football. So now he's expanded. He expanded a bit as everyone settled in. He's now kind of reverting to English football again because he's lost. Botman was huge for them. And now they've lost Pope. That's massive. But what I liked about Eddie Howe and how he saved them from relegation, yes, they added three or four players here and there, but they didn't really add that much. It was like Dan Byrne. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't anything over the top. But what he did was he made them difficult to break down. And then they, they were clinical up front. And they were playing with nice patterns. But they played with a shape and a way of playing. With Chelsea, when they have the ball, they struggle to play out from the back. But I'll tell you why. They don't have centre-backs. And this is where I think Fofana would be crucial. Like, Buddy Ashiel and Desasi are not natural ball-playing centre-backs. That's where Fofana is brilliant because Fofana can carry the ball through the lines and he's got a terrific passing range. Right? I'm not saying that they would be top four right now. I'm saying Poch, and they don't have the goalkeeper, by the way. You've seen Sanchez is a disaster. 
he's an absolute disaster. And this backup guy looks like an even bigger disaster with that second goal against Everton. But whatever. The worrying thing about Chelsea is they don't do anything well. They don't do anything well. Now, that's very, very worrying. Because if you're looking at Brighton now, Deserby took over on Potter, but it's very clear what they do well. They press high and they play quick football through the lines. You've got to adjust to what you've got. So Potter wants to be expansive, but you don't, have, you don't have a fit right back. You don't have a fit left back. Play five at the back, mate. Like play five at the back. You've got to adjust and and bring bring those wingers in. Don't play flying wing backs. Cole has should be playing centre back. There should be three at the back. There should be playing Kukarea left wing back and not left back. And if you've got to play Dazasi on the right, play three centre backs and play Dazasi on the right. Malo Gusto's injured. So I'm very, very personally as a Spurs as, as a Chelsea fan. I'm worried because the whole thing with Poch, and the more I'm thinking about it, he's an energy coach. He's never, even at Spurs, it's not like they were playing, I mean, he had Son and Harry Kane. They weren't playing champagne football. But what they were is high pressing and aggressive. Chelsea don't have energy. They're not aggressive. They're not pressing high. Like, and that that really does worry me, by the way. Because... Maurizio Pochettino isn't known as somebody who's going to make the tactics any better. But the fact that Chelsea are second in 50-50 challenges, that really, really worries me. I, I, I don't think he should get fired. But here's my thing. I think he got, they hired the wrong person at the wrong time. So it would almost have been better to get an Eddie Howe for the beginning. You know, lay out a way of playing with your director of football and acquire players for a high-tempo, technical fashion. And then you fire Eddie Howe, let's say 18 months into it, it doesn't really matter because you know he's not going to win you anything. And then once the system's set, you get Pochettino to come and play with that high-tempo and slightly demanding thing, where he doesn't have to do too much coaching because, as you can see, he's struggling to coach with and without the ball. Chelsea are terrible at both. They are so easy to play through. And you know why that should worry you? You've got three guys occupying central midfield. And the defensive shape, you saw against Man United and against Everton today. They just come straight through the middle and they're straight onto the back four. Caicedo's not there. Enzo's not there. They're overcommitting. Conor Gallagher's not there. Nobody's occupying the midfield. And even in the build-up, the transition, is there aren't any triangles in midfield to dominate the midfield. Man United should have been dominated. You saw what Bournemouth did to them. So nothing looks polished about Chelsea or even gritty about Chelsea. Listen, you can't not score and not be able to defend. You've got to do one well. When you're starting out, you must do one well. So Spurs, good example. And uh, uh, Pastor Coglu is terrible defensively. Couldn't defend a piggy bank with an AK-47. But they're banging two goals a game. You've got to do something well, especially at the sharp end. Liverpool, terrible defensively, but they're creating, it's clear what he's doing. He's pressing up high and and it's murder to try and play through Liverpool. What what is Poch actually coaching? It's all over the place. I am very, Chelsea are now worse than they were under Lampard. The naivety to be played through, and everyone's seen it, right? United were doing it, Everton did it today, is... You know, you know they're going to try and press, but because it's concertinaed and it's not, it's not compressed the way it should be when you want a gagan press, is really what you do with Chelsea is you just pass through them, and if you're patient and you've got two passes, you're through the midfield, you're into the back four. They're so brittle, and that's a coaching issue now. Like, like you're not short of players. I saw Poch saying we need more players. Listen, dude. With the guys you've got, Jackson was a mistake. Bro has been injured. Fine. Raheem Sterling is a mistake. But okay, look. But dude, there's enough quality there. You can't tell me on paper. If you compare on paper the quality Chelsea have and the quality Tottenham have, you can't tell me Tottenham have better players. Forget it. Forget it. I refuse to accept 
that Thiago Silva isn't as good as Romero. And Buddy Shields not as good as whoever they've got. That Kukurea is not better is not as good as Udogi, who who I do like, and people say, Oh, that's crazy. But Kukurea, we saw at Brighton. Kukurea can play football. Like the they didn't pay fifty million for nothing. Like at Brighton, he he's a he's a proper player. He's got some confidence issues. But you're not gonna tell me that Tottenham are fifteen points better than Chelsea. Not from a coaching standpoint. So I'm very, very worried as a Chelsea fan. And you should be as well. If you support Chelsea, you should be worried. It shouldn't look useless. Because under Lampard, it looked useless in that second season. It looks useless. It looks uncoached. Nobody knows what's going on. There isn't a way. Like, the thing with Liverpool is you know how they're going to create chances. With Man City, you know how they're going to create chances. With, even with Newcastle, you, you know how they're going to try and play. With the ball. And without the ball. Poch, neither side looks at 50% of the rest of the teams. Can't have it. Very, very worrying. They're awful at everything. That's a coaching issue. And I wonder if they've got the wrong guy at the wrong time. Or the right guy at the wrong time. I like Poch. But he's not... A master tactician. He's never been known as that. I'm interested. I'm interested to hear what people have to say. MKT at the MKT show. That's the electronic mail. Otherwise, MKT inspires. Um, I want to tell you about Man United. Let's get on to this. So they lost 3-0 to Bournemouth. Should have been 4. It's not really a VAR decision. But anyway, 3-0 to Bournemouth at home. At Old Trafford. And the immediate response, I, I, I don't really watch much of that anymore um, in terms of Sky Sports and stuff. I've just, I've had enough of it. I, I just, I don't respect any of these current pundits. But I was reading stuff on social media, reading articles, and the immediate response is Ten Hag out, or they're really struggling. Um, I, watched, I watched some clips of ESPN of them. They also don't really do any analysis, but they're like, oh, they just look a mess and... He bought the players for four hundred million, which is true. Uh, probably a conversation for down the road. But they're saying get him out. Like I'm seeing things on social media. If he loses six 0 against Liverpool next weekend, should he be out? They're playing Bayern Munich, by the way, so that should be easy as well in the Champions League. The immediate response is Ten Hag out. The British media and the Man United fans are absolutely insane. And listen, as fans, you should be insane. Because short fan is short for fanatical, right? You are fanatical. Listen, if I told you a drug addict of 10 years was in rehab, what would you say? Like, what would your first response be? You'd be like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, no, of course. She's on drugs, he's on drugs, yeah. No, 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 everyone knows. You, you wouldn't be outraged. You wouldn't go, oh my God, I can't believe it. <gasps> no, not Stephanie. You wouldn't say that. We've all known that they've taken drugs over the last 10 years. They're in rehab. No one's shocked at that. Man United haven't won a title in a decade, by the way. They haven't won a title in a decade. Just a friendly reminder. 2012, 2013. Sir Alex Ferguson, maybe you've heard of him. What Man United fans need to accept is that this isn't a crisis. Stop calling this a crisis. This is who you are now. And it's difficult, I think, for British media because the British media want to think of Manchester United as the Fergie days. Like, I keep hearing as though there's some divine right for them to win. Like, these are Manchester United players. And I heard Tim Sherwood saying, these are world-class Manchester United players at Old Trafford. I'm like, there is not a single player, there's not a single player in the Man United team who's world-class. Not one. Not one. I think there are very few world-class players in the world. My definition of world-class is if I have to argue it, you are not world-class. If you, if you say to me, is so-and-so world-class? He's, he's not world-class. Because if I say Kevin De Bruyne to you, if I say Marco andre Testegen, like, what are we talking about? 
Lewandowski, what are we talking about? Rodri, what are we even asking here? You know what I mean? What are we actually asking? If I say Saliba, what are we talking about? He's world class. He's he's a he's an incredible ball playing strong defender. Virgil Van Dijk, Mo Salah, what are we talking about? We're not even. You're not asking me that. No, nobody's saying is Mo Salah world class. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying is Martin Udegaard. Mm, no, 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 no. That's proper. Is Vinicius world class? Yeah. Like, hey, get get out. Why are you even talking about football if you're asking that? Is Kylian Mbappe world class? You've never heard that question. There's not a single player in the Man United team, not one who is even in the conversation to be world class. By the way, there's not there's not a single Man United player who's the best in their position in the league. I would argue, slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires. There isn't a single Manchester United player who's in the top three of their position in the English Premier League from 1 to 11. There's not a single player in the Man United squad who's in the top three of their position in the English Premier League as we sit here in 2023. So why are people just saying these world-class Man United players? What? Because Marcus Rashford's one of the highest-paid players in the world. And he wears the number 10 at United. He's world class. What are we? What? That? Guys, this is not a disaster. To Man United fans, this is not a disaster at Man United. Over the last decade, on average, in terms of where you finished, if you, if you collate the finish position, the finishing position of Manchester United, over the last decade, you are the fifth best team in the league. After 16 games, you are six points off the top four. Which is Manchester City. Over the last decade, you're the fifth best team on average. You're where you're supposed to be. Because this is not an anomaly. This is what you are now. It's a decade now. The beauty of mathematics. I don't I don't I'm not very good at mathematics, but I will tell you average is a really easy thing to work out. On average, Manchester United are the fifth best team in England over the last decade. So why would you fire Tenag? Why? Why would you fire him? He's delivering exactly what Manchester United are. And it, the lazy argument is, oh, but we're Man United. What does that mean? The only teams I'm interested in in the last decade are Chelsea and Man, and Man City. Multiple Premier Leagues. Multiple Champions Leagues, Chelsea. Those are the big dogs. If you're looking over the decade, the only teams I'm interested in over the last five years are Liverpool and Man City. I'm, I'm, I don't even want to hear about Man United. But guys, a decade's a long time, hey? especially in sport. Ten years. Over ten years, this is what you are. So why are you firing Eric Ten Hag? He's delivering on what you are. Crazy. So I think Man United fans are the biggest problem. And the media. What, what do you want Eric Ten Hag to do? Your club is run like the fifth best club in England. And by the way, this is really, really important to consider. This is the fifth best club before Newcastle got money. Before Aston Villa got money. So you were the fifth best club in the last decade before this money. Now you're really in trouble. Now to just be in the mix, you're doing well. Because don't mess around and let Brighton get sold anytime soon. The Qatari guys who didn't get Man United, don't think they're not going to hold that against you. They will go and buy a Brighton. They will go and buy one of these clubs. The Saudi money is here now. And now Arsenal are organized. Remember, Arsenal spent 15 years being a dog show. I said at the beginning of the year, Man United were five years away starting this season. They were five years away from competing for the top four. And I, listen, I got some feedback. But I told you, you were five years away from competing this year, if if you had allowed Ten Hag to sell Maguire and sell McTominay, and I think he's made a mistake with Varane, he should have gone. I would have 
Casemiro should have gone, but what, whatever. He's not going to sell those guys. Spend too much money. Rashford, Martial, all the guys he wanted to sell. If somebody had helped him out at the beginning of the season, you were five years away from this year from being competitive with the top four. Now you've delayed it, and the McTominays are still there. And listen, as Chelsea are learning, not all signings work out. I think Varane's been a disaster. I think Casemiro's been a disaster. People will say, hey, we, we got two cup finals and third last season or whatever. Those were poor signings. So short-sighted. So short-sighted. Martinez is turning out to be a bit of a disaster. But you, you, this is what you are. So to Man United fans saying, get rid of Eric Ten Hag. Then what? Then what? You fired Moyes, you fired Van Gaal, you fired Jose Mourinho. And when Jose told you that it's his best job ever coming second at Man United because of the toxicity of the place, you said fire Jose. Turns out you had guys like Paul Pogba, who, who's now known for taking PEDs, being late. Nemanja Matic came out and said it. They were late. These Sanchos. The, it's become a place where you've entitled people like Harry Maguire and Scott, Scott McTominay. Let me tell you the worst thing you can ever do in life. Entitle mediocre people. There is no way to crumble anything like making mediocre people think they are elite. I've seen it in companies everywhere I've been. I've seen it in teams, team sport when I was younger. Do not entitle mediocre people. Man United have spent a decade doing that. You can't give Martial two contracts after you've seen what he is. You can't give McTominay a new deal. You can't pay £80 million for Harry Maguire. You can't pay £60 million for an over-the-hill Casemiro. You just cannot. You can't make Mason Mount your number seven for £60 million. You can't pay fifty million for Aaron Wan-Bissaka. You just, you just cannot listen to the amount of mistakes. You can't pay seventy-five million for Angel de Maria. I'm sorry, a washed Angel de Maria. You can't pay thirty million for a washed Basti Schweinsteiger. You can't pay fifty million for Fred. You cannot do that. You can't do that when Man City are paying twenty-five million. For David Silva. And 30 million for Bernardo Silva. And 25 million for Akanji. And 25 million for Kyle Walker. You you just can't... I mean, you can't pay double the price for Aaron Wan-Bissaka that Kyle Walker cost. You just can't do it. You can't pay the same price, right? You cannot be paying the same price for, for Hoyland. That Man City paid for Erling Braithwaite. You can't do it. But this is what Man United has become, right? Entitling you, you are seventy-five million for Jaden Sancho. Are you kidding me? Doku costs fifty-five. Hand on your heart right now, Doku. Anthony, eighty million. 80 million for Anthony. Come on. 55 million for Onana. 35 million for Edison. 40 million for Rodri. What are they? You've, so they've paid 60 million, by the way. I've just thought about this. For a washed Casemiro, Rodri was 35 million. insane what did Alvarez cost like 20 million don't forget by the way Martial was the world record teenage signing on fee for a, for a transfer fee they, these are the 35 million for Fellaini or whatever they paid for him do you remember this it's embarrassing but this is what you are let me tell you something do not in your personal life do not in business Make mediocre people feel like they're elite. They will eat away 
at standards quicker than anything else. And that's what Man United have become. So don't fire Eric Ten Hag because he's trying to be excellent. That's why Rafael Varane can't get in now. Now, I don't know what's going on there, but I like that he's standing his ground. For once, don't give in to the players. Players will move on. The only thing that matters is the football club and the fans. Eric Ten Hag is trying to defend the standard instead of given to players. Because remember, Louis van Gaal, the players won. Jose Mourinho. In fact, in fact, David Moyes, the players won. Right? Louis van Gaal, the players won. Jose Mourinho came out and told you that Paul Pogba was basically impossible to coach. The players won. Remember when Mourinho said Luke Shaw has to get in shape? And everyone squealed. And everyone said Mourinho out. Oli came in. They devoured Oli. Ranik told you the problems. Ranik said half the squad had to go. Remember that? Pushed him out. Because the players are unhappy. Now the players are saying we run too much. The, <laughs> the manager's not touchy-feely enough. Jaden Sanchez coming out on social media. What are we what are we doing? What are we doing as Manchester United? Don't fire the coach. Grow up a little bit. Don't fire the coach. It doesn't help anything. What you need to do is what Arsenal did. Get rid of the rotten eggs. And he tried. Man United didn't work with him. Rather, you, you know, I'd rather be a Chelsea fan than a Man United fan right now. I'll tell you what. Is at least Chelsea had the chutzpah to get rid of the deadwood. Because now at least Chelsea have started the cycle, the fresh cycle. There's no one in there that was a Tuchel player or a Lampard player. or a... Do you understand that the current management is still dealing with Louis van Gaal players, Jose Mourinho players, Oli players that were entitled through dec- a decade of mediocrity? Do you understand that? You know, you know why Arsenal were brilliant? They gave... Mikel Arteta, three years to get rid of the deadwood, right? In the first two years, he spent getting rid of the deadwood. Then he brought in his guys. So Pochettino, Todd Bully said, don't even worry about the deadwood thing. We've already done that part for you. You're now just coming in to start seeing who's good enough for our standards. And by the way, won't always work out. There'll be a, Cal- a Calvin Phillips here and there. There will be a Calvin Phillips. There'll be a Jacques Cancelo. There'll be bad eggs. It's okay. It's okay. Rather do that than have Scott McTominay, who's three managers in, Luke Shaw, who's four managers in. Although Luke Shaw, I would say, his biggest problem is he's never available. Terrific player. But but Harry Maguire's three managers in. Anthony Martial's four managers in. What more do you need to see? Aaron Ranbisak is three managers in. All these guys have got managers fired. It's not the manager, guys. Grow up. Grow up. Don't fire the manager, dude. Get rid of the players. And what Man United fans are going to have to face is this is what they are now. And because you didn't do it this season, all you've done is kick the can down the road. So when you eventually stop with get rid of the manager and you get serious, it's going to be five years from then. If Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial and Bruno Fernandes and Harry Maguire and Varane and Casemiro are still at Man United next season, you you're still gonna have to you're gonna have to wait until the 2025-2026 season to get started. You've got to get rid of at least four. Martial has to go. Uh, McTominay has to go. Maguire has to go. And I would sell Rashford. Sell him now while you can get some money from him because we can all see what it is. Just because he feeds the kids. Like, we can all see what it is, guys. He, he should be... He's no better than Alex Iwobi. He's not. Like, people will be up in arms and say, yes, what about the first three years of his career? Yeah, he played under Fergie for like two and a half of them. What's happened since Fergie left? Really? With Rashford? Cut inside and shoot? Is that his thing? Doesn't pass? Doesn't drop back? Sulks? What is Marcus Rashford? So he's got commercial value. You know somebody will pay 70, 80 million pounds for him. If somebody paid, listen, 
If somebody paid, you, Man United paid 65 million. I can't, I can't even say it out loud. It's insane for Mason Mount. About 63, 65 million, depending on what you believe in reports. You don't think you could get 80 million pounds for Marcus Rashford? With his commercial value. Just sell him to Everton. Like sell him to Villa. Like, like somebody will take him as a rotational issue, as a pinup boy for their PR. Just get rid of him. He's not good enough. He isn't. You could have got 30 million for Maguire and McTominay this summer. It's incredible. This is what United are. You're the fifth best team. It's not, you're not in crisis. I'm sick of hearing Man United fans saying, it's a crisis. It's not. It's 10 years of being the fifth best team. And don't fire him. He's four points, he's, um, six points off the top four. We're in, we're in December. We're not even halfway through the season. Why are you firing him? Why? He's delivering on what Man United are. Stop whinging. And start focusing on what could it look like in the future with standards. The biggest problem for Manchester United is not the coach. It's the fans and the media. It is the fans and it is the media. Because like Elizabeth Kubler-Ross told us, the first step to healing is acceptance. And I don't think Man United fans have accepted that they are no longer the biggest show in town. You're the fifth best club in England over the last decade. Because Manchester City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Asna, and then Manchester United. That's the truth. That's just the truth. That's the order right now in England. Love to hear your thoughts. MKT inspires. MKT at the MKT show. Your thoughts on Man United. I hope you have the greatest week of your life. If you're listening to this on Monday, uh, whenever you're listening to this, I hope you have a good week. Um, what are you doing for December? I'd love to know. At MKT Inspires. By the way, a lot of people do write in asking some ridiculous things. So, what are you doing for December? <laughs> I get a lot of, what, do, what, what should single people do for December? And I, I'm, I'm staying at home. I, I'm staying at home. I'm not going to Cape Town. People ask me, are you going to Cape Town? I said, it's the devil's playground. And I've got 100 miles to train for, so I want to try and stay disciplined. I'm going to live like a monk for the next two, three months. That's what I've got to do. I want to, I want to really smash this 100 miles. So what should singles do if you, wherever you are in the world? Go to the beach. Yeah, that's what people ask me. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I'm staying away from that world. Yeah. I'm just a guy. Just a man. Just a man who wants to eat breakfast and walk around. That's all I am. A humble servant to the people. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell. Out of here.